Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Fathomless, the D&D podcast set in the world of Fiello. I'm your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie, playing Tibble, Mitch, playing Neris, Jake, playing the Fishman, Joe, playing Alton, Laura, playing Janice, Emily, playing Cerise, and Zoe, playing Lorraine. Let's jump into it. So, where we last left off, the party took out the last remaining members of the Sin Seekers present within the Hydra headquarters and went on to face down uh, the future Neris, who proceeded to freeze them in place with a hold person spell. And after having killed all members of the Hydra, had them arrested by the guards, claiming that they had been the killers and not he where we're going to pick up held within jail cells. Runes upon the threshold, producing what those with a more academic understanding of magic would understand as producing an anti-magic field. You find yourselves waiting for the best part of a day. Eventually, one by one, to each of your cells, a figure dressed in white and gold robes enters the guardhouse, the outline of a rose on their lapel. The features and stature decidedly hearthling. Good evening. I am Deliverer Sillen. The guards have called upon me to ask you each a few questions. If they are answered satisfactorily, then you will be released. If they are not, then you may be required to stay a little longer, as the investigation requires. So, as you would all be questioned separately, can I get everyone to take their headphones off? Except for Tibble. In this small little interrogation room, Selene puts a small amount of magic into a gem within the centre of the table. As a wave of magic emanates outwards, can you please roll me a charisma saving throw? You can choose to fail this if you would like. Can I ask what the effect is? A simple zone of truth so that uh, we can make sure that we get complete honesty. He's going to fail the save. Okay. The spell takes effect. You feel you are physically incapable of telling a lie. Now, the first question. Why were you present at the heads of the Hydra headquarters at the time you were? Are you asking why I was or why my crew was? Either and both. My crew was there because we had heard through a communication to one of my crew that the Sin Seekers were looking to place an attack on the Hydra. I was there to protect the people I care about. Do you know who killed the heads of the Hydra? Yes. Could you provide their name to me? I could. But you won't. I think that there are many answers to that question. Tibel Eustace Clover is responsible for the deaths of the head of the Hydra. But did Tibel Eustace Clover kill them himself? No. However, Tibel Eustace Clover is the captain. That does not necessarily mean you were responsible. My crew follow my orders. Was your crew member acting under your orders? That I cannot tell you, for I don't know. So it was one of your crew? Perhaps. I can't tell you what happens in the future, or in the now, really. Are there any other factors that you feel are relevant to this case? 
I, I do. Would you care to elucidate upon them? Can I ask you a personal question? Not typical, but I'll allow it. Do you follow the faith of any of the gods? I am a deliverer of Deomir. This Deomir grants great things to you. Yes. Would you believe me if I said that someone was looking to control what the gods can't? There have been those who have attempted that over the millennia. It would not surprise me at all to know that someone may be trying again. But history suggests that eventually they will fail in that path, one way or another. They might have great success along the way, they may not. But at some point, they will fail. You're free to go. And with that, you are escorted back to your cell. Cerise... You are brought into this room. There is a table, a small gem at the center of it. And Deliverer Selene taps it. Just a simple enchantment to ensure the veracity of anything said in here. Could you please roll me a charisma saving throw? Unless you decide to deliberately fail. This is for a zone of truth. That's a three. Yeah, so you cannot tell a lie. Though you are not compelled to tell the truth. Now that the spell has taken hold, let's start. Why were you present at the heads of the Hydra headquarters at the time that you were? Well, I wasn't originally. I was out on the docks. And this strange voice and weird feeling sort of came over and I blinked and I was suddenly standing in the middle of... The reception area. Do you know who killed the heads of the Hydra? Well, I'm going to assume it was the fellow with the beard who told you to arrest us. The fellow with the beard? I didn't see them die, so I can't say for certain who did. Just for the record, do you know the name of the person that you believe killed the heads of the Hydra? I don't know his name. I only know what he looks like. No inclinations as to what the name might have been? None. But you are free to be escorted back to your cell now. Thank you. And you leave and are escorted back to your cell by guards as we have Loren brought in. Loren, you are brought into this room. There is a table at its center and at the center of the table is a small gem. Deliverer Selene taps at the gem and a small light flash of magic begins to emanate throughout the room. This is merely to ensure the veracity of anything said in the room. Could you please uh, roll me, although you may choose to automatically fail it, a charisma saving throw. This is a zone of truth spell. Okay, charisma save? Yes. 12. So that is a failure. You cannot lie. Though you are not compelled to tell the truth. So, let us begin. Why were you present at the heads of the Hydra headquarters at the time that you were? I was teleported there by some freak with a beard. Do you know who killed the heads of the Hydra? Said freak with a beard. Could you provide their name to me? No. He didn't seem to be in the business of saying names. He mostly was just yelling at the quartermaster. Any inclination as to uh, why he teleported you to the headquarters? I was doing what I always do and being a nuisance. He found out about it. 
Obviously, this is me punishment. How are you being a nuisance? Wouldn't you like to know? A sensitive issue? I'll decide whether I'm gonna pursue that particular one based on the answer to this one. How did he find out you were being a nuisance? She's really, like, struggling against this, this zone of truth. And again, she is not compelled to tell the truth. She is so good at lying. And she can't. I sent a message to the quartermaster. Old dude butted in. Just so I am clear, what is the name of the quartermaster? As far as I'm aware, it's Neris Solalanti. You are free to be escorted back to your cell. Are any of you investigating the fact that he ripped a man in two back there? Who ripped a man in two? The old freak! He... Look, I wasn't there for whether or not he killed the heads of the Hydra. I know I certainly didn't do it. And as far as I'm aware, none of the others have the gumption to murder their own bosses. But a friend of mine was ripped asunder. We're not asking about that. All in good time. All in... I'd like to go back to Michelle, please. You're free to do so. And the fishman is brought in as you are taken away. Fishman, could you please roll me a charisma saving throw? As they say. Okay. Let it happen. Yep. Um, fishman will probably butt in as well. Just like they would have noticed that he just let that take over as well. Okay. I know discipline and I know order. I know the process. Do your business, but do it well. My trust is not easily won, but can never be regained. Don't fail the Hydra. Don't fail the Polaris. And don't fail justice. Ask your questions. Why were you present at the head of the Hydra headquarters at the time that you were? We had just finished a job. And we were coming as it was completed. It was until we pulled up into port that we noticed that these Seekers were present. We have expressed our rivalry with these twisted people, capable of such chaos and anarchy. We gave them the heads up, but it seems no amount of preparation could prepare them for what you have witnessed. Do you know who killed the heads of the Hydra? I'm not sure who they are, but I know it was that man. And Fishman will probably rest back again. The man who called for you. Who is he? Alation Tulsaris. The our surviving member, the heads of the Hydra. You say last. What of Rosh? I saw firsthand that he was petrified. Yes, powerful magic. It is not in the order that is easily reversed. I trust that he is kept safely then. And especially away from that monster. Whatever you do, do not let him get to him. If you're after a key witness, then he is your best bet. I will make a note of that. I think that is all that I need from you. You are free to be returned to your cell. The guards will escort you. Dishman doesn't leave. Our captain has lost countless hours of sleep protecting our crew and righting the wrong of those cruel, twisted few, capable of inflicting absolute anarchy. I wish that you do the same, lest fate not be the only one to gain my disdain today. I I feel justice has failed me once. I will do my best. And then Fishman will just walk out. If there's guards there, he'll shut them out of the way. Yeah. Janus, 
you are brought in to the interrogation room. This is merely to uh, guarantee the veracity of anything said within uh, this room. As a pulse of magical energy gently extends out from it, you can choose to fail this saving throw automatically, but otherwise I will need you to roll me a charisma saving throw against a zone of truth spell. Dennis does choose to resist it. It is an eight. So, you are unable to lie, though you are not compelled to tell the truth. Just to set the scene as well, uh, once Janice was apprehended, it would have required the strength of at least three men. He thrashed and fought and called out betrayal, but quickly stilled once our merry group as a whole were subdued and taken away. The entire time as he was taken to where we reside now, and however long he's had to wait for this, Janice was silent and staring directly at Nerez. Eyes sharp and bright like the sun trying to breach the clouds. A glimpse of light, but only that cold sliver, unable to approach the surface. And as he enters this room and is instructed about the stone spell, he does tense imperceptibly for a moment, nostrils sort of flaring slightly. And then as he feels this magic settle into his brain, he almost relaxes. And um, is there a chair in the in the room, or is he just sort of... Yes, so he was standing very tall and straight, although one tail, his hands are still shaking a little bit as an ever-present tremor, but um, he very comfortably settles down in this chair, sort of legs wide, makes a show of kind of like looking all comfortable and tilts his head to one side. My apologies, a bit of a reflex, I would say. Uh, though it is uh, terms that I am happy to comply with. It uh, seems an ill wind that blows this way, praise Shognish and its everlasting reach throughout the seas. What was your name again, may I ask? Uh, I am Deliverer Selene. Deliverer Selene. And I will note, while you were probably only physically escorted by one guard on your mm. way here, because of how violent your resistance was, there's about five other guards that are in close proximity following as you were <laughs> escorted through. Janice almost seems to like make a big show of just relaxing in this chair. Well, I am Janice Stormbreaker Regulus the Seventh, the Unwavering. I go by many names, but it is Janice to my friends. And he reaches a hand out. Uh, and they take your hand. Let us begin. I would like to apologise for my demeanour. I have sobered up, as they say, and I am happy to cooperate as much as you wish. I would also like to ask a question of my own, in good time, but uh, please continue. I'm at your disposal. Why were you present at the heads of the Hydra headquarters at the time that you were? We were investigating a concern. I was contacted by a potential threat. I thought first of my family, and then we were concerned that it would be for the Hydra. So we went to pursue this. That is the truth. Unfortunately, we were too late. Do you know who killed the heads of the Hydra? That I am not entirely certain. There was a face that I recognized, but I do not know. On that end, I am not sure. It was not me. If that is what you wish to ask. I'm a family man normally. I have a wonderful wife and soon to be six children, so I try to sort of avoid that. Of course. You mentioned a question that you had. My friend, Neres Solalanti. I did not see him since we came into this compound. Is he well? Have you questioned him yet? He has not yet been questioned by me, no. Of course. That's what politics are like and diplomacy and investigation. But I would very much desire to speak with him. Well, if all goes well for your allies, 
then um, you'll be free to speak with him all you wish. Of course. Is there anything else I can assist you with? I think I have gotten everything that I can from you. I must make mention. There was a group calling themselves the Sin Seekers. They are the only blood we shed on that ground. They were mounting an attack. Was one of their number responsible for the deaths of the Hydra? Yes. Their leader. I am not a fond friend of the Sin Seekers, Deliverer. Do you know the name of their leader, by any chance? That I can answer truthfully, I do not know. I think that is a lie. So, Janice tries to make the shape of these words because he personally believes that he does not know. But his mouth cannot make the words. He does not believe this. Yes. His heart does. And so instead he tries to make the shape of these words. He probably even says these words. And then his relaxed demeanor kind of like crumples in on itself a bit. And his hand starts to shake. Yes. Could you provide that name to me? For once he just looks surprised. I would not wish to speak it. For any reason? It's impossible. How is it impossible? Because the past is the past, and certain people don't dwell in it. So why would they be here? Would you care to clarify what you mean by this? And again, he looks like he's not certain what he's saying. Because it isn't a compulsion to speak, but he's trying to work this over in his own brain. I think also Janice is so prone to speaking that it is hard for him not to speak. I'm a fond teller of tales. I deal in the fantastical. I live the fantastical. Did you know I sailed once through a squall using only a magnetic needle as a compass? I sailed through the tail end of what some even said was a siren's call and survived. I have fought a kraken with my bare hands and I have seen two men in the same place at the same time. And they are both called Nerus Sol Alante. Was Nerus who accompanied you the one responsible? I don't believe so, no. That is very interesting. You're free to return to your cell. Please let me know if I can assist with anything. He stands up and does a huge stretch of again, sort of like flexing his muscles as he goes and relaxing back into this carefree sort of pose. You're escorted back to your cell, again with your entourage of six guards. Oh, uh, no, no worries, no worries. No hard feelings, of course, boys. Girls and otherwise. And then just, like, does this really wide, sharp tooth grin at them. Okay. Eyes shining like the sun. Alton, you're brought into the interrogation room. I need a charisma saving throw from you, unless you would like to willingly fail the save. Specialty. I will not, but I will roll an eight. This is merely to guarantee the veracity of anything said. Of course, as expected. Could you please tell me why you were present at the Heads of the Hydra headquarters? I could tell you, sure. I won't. I hope you get used to staring at this old ugly market because I am not going to tell you anything of use. Do you know who killed the Heads of the Hydra? Not me. Innocent. That's all you're getting. Was it your captain? You gonna keep asking questions? What else do you have? Was it the bearded man? Bearded man? The person that told you it was us, that one? Yes. Got a few questions for you and myself, actually. Who exactly is that bearded man to you? You all seem to run to his word pretty quickly. Must be someone important to you. 
don't get me wrong, I am not one of the guard. I am merely brought in in certain cases. I ask about that man because he has come up in the testimony of multiple folk we have questioned. He is one Latian Tulceris, lone remaining member of the Heads of the Hydra. And yes, you can roll an insight. Um, so that is a dirty 20. Do they have any suspicion towards Latian? There's an openness. Okay. <laughs> well then, like I said before, I'm not saying anything. The heads of the Hydra, they're pretty powerful, aren't they? So you take the word of a commoner over a heads of the Hydra. I take the word that I hear under this spell over any word that I hear on the street. A person's standing in life does not make them more or less prone to lies or truth. It does not make them any more or less deserving of belief. Ah, weren't you an honest one? Sorry, but I don't trust that this honesty is going to go all the way through the guard. From my experiences, most guards people would kill every commoner in the city rather than get a single person of power to face any inch of consequence. So you can go with the story that you like. I'm not saying anything. To be honest, I have no stake in this game. I only wish for the truth to prevail. You have to look to the others for that then, won't you? You have told me enough in your own way. Can I go? You are free to be escorted back to your cell now, yes. Great, it's been a lovely conversation. I hope next time we meet it is under better circumstances. He kind of fixes him a hard stare and then he just gets up to leave when he's ready to be escorted. Finally, Neris, you are escorted into the interrogation room. There is a table at its centre, and upon the centre of that table lies a gem. Deliverer Selene places a finger upon the gem, and a faint glow of magic pulses out from it. Could you please, unless you would prefer to automatically fail it, roll me a charisma saving throw against a zone of truth? I fail. Nerissalanti, why were you present at the heads of the Hydra headquarters when you were present? That was the mission decided upon by the crew of the Polaris. If you do not mind my asking, have my crew been treated fairly? They have been treated fairly, yes. Then please continue. Do you know who killed the heads of the Hydra? I do. Could you please provide their name to me? I can provide a name. What name would that be? Relation Tolceris. Is that the true name of this individual? No. And what is their true name? Nelly Solalenti. So you killed the heads of the Hydra? No. Someone who shares your name killed the heads of the Hydra? I also do not believe that to be correct. Would you care to explain your theory, then? What has happened to the Hydra? It is still quite early days, but it entirely depends upon Nation's outcome in all of this. If he is implicated in this at all, significantly enough, then his share will be rendered forfeit, effectively. His share? Of the Hydra. But, because of the nature of there being no other living heads of the Hydra... He would get sole ownership, yes? He would get sole ownership. If he were to be surrendered, the company would likely go into liquidation, or some similar form of uh, ending. Whatever happens to the Hydra's ships has already happened. When your men were taking orders from Latian Tolceris and arresting my crew and myself, 
Did you notice the alarm bells for all of the ships? Do you know what that means? It means regardless of what you do, the Hydra are finished. How long have you taken orders from Latian Tulsaris? I have not taken orders from Latian at all. I am a deliverer of the church. Do you I know how long the guards have? To my knowledge, they don't take direct orders from him. Deliverer, have you ever wished that you were something more? I did. More is not more. It is just different. And different can be infinitely less than what you have. I've been searching for my future for some time. If you want an answer to your question, I saw my future today, and it was darkness. I did not kill the heads of the Hydra. I would not wish such a thing, but that darkness did. I do not know if I can accurately explain what has happened. Maybe it was time, but I'm not sure we have any. So you are suggesting that the being or entity that killed them is intrinsically connected to you, but not you yourself? I I don't know what is or isn't me. I, um, <clears throat> I know that there are parts of me that are being created every day, and there are parts of me that are being destroyed. A piece of me was destroyed earlier today when I lost... Not only someone that I was meant to protect, but someone that I called a friend. And I do not know what your plans are. I can help you in whatever ways that I can. I have failed. I think both of me has in their own ways. You're an arcanist, are you not? I am. And your specialty? Divination. I can... I used to be able to see any possible future. Unfortunately, now my future can see me. So your theory is that this is some sort of future projection of yourself? I do not know how to explain it, but yes. Very interesting. You are free to be returned to yourself. I will discuss the answers I have been given with Guard Captain. I think your chances of freedom are good, based on the information I have been told. Can I insight check the deliverer? Uh, 16. They seem to be forthright. Neris will react with confusion, which is the first emotion that's crossed his face this whole interview. You told me under the effects of a um, zone of truth that you did not kill the heads of the Hydra. The law is not in the business of preemptive punishment. If I may have one more request. I do not know what the state of the Hydra is at the current moment. I have not received any termination papers, so as of yet I am still captain and in charge of the remaining crew of the Polaris. If anything happens to them, I wish to be informed. I will do my best to make sure that what can be done there is done. Thank you for your hospitality. And thank you for your answers. And you're escorted out of the interrogation room. And you are all left to sit in your individual cells for probably an hour more then one by one individually you find guards presenting to your cell doors and opening them 
telling each of you that you are free to go. Free to go? My, that is so very kind of you. No hard feelings again? He mimes patting them on the shoulder and just swaggers onwards to wherever they're guiding him. I guess a sort of waiting room area, uh, and you see one by one you arrive. Probably in the same order that you were interrogated one by one until eventually Neris is... A guard says, you're free to go. Legitimately? All of us? Yes. Really, I wish you would. My shift was supposed to end, like, ten minutes ago. What of the Hydra? Can't say I know much about that myself. I am just a guard. I'll tell you as a courtesy, given that uh, you collectively were able to give us a lead. There are calls out for Lacian Tolceris, the last remaining member of the Hydra's leadership, who has since disappeared. Actually going after him. Right. And Tibble turns and leaves. And what of the corpses? They are being uh, treated in the appropriate manner. Where? Uh, it's going to vary individually, but in the graveyards and temples, as is appropriate to each individual member. And what of the robotic remains? I take it he was a member of your crew. Indeed. If you return to here tomorrow morning, I'll put in a word, make sure that someone uh, knows that you're coming for his remains. Rue. Your name was Rue. I'll make a note of that as well. Good. I'll be here first thing in the morning, and then he'll leave. Janice casts a quick glance at everyone else who's still in the room. Oh, come on. We can't keep the guards waiting. We should go and talk in a tavern, as he suggests. Captain? Let us go. Can debrief. Debrief time. Let's all go. He claps a hand on Cerise's shoulder and quite just pats her forward a bit, and then claps the other hand around Nero's but does not let him go, and tries to guide everyone else out, trying to basically use his force of presence to hurry us along. Dibble, Fishman, Tavern, uh, that one will do. Let us all go. I'm sure we have much to speak about. Loren, Cerise, Alton. Absolutely. All right, let's grab a drink. And then just sort of, like pats Nero's on the shoulder and he will stride into the tavern on his own. Tibble hesitates a moment, and then he is going to search around very quickly. Is there, like, an actual mouse or rat, like, running down the street somewhere? Is he able to call it over using his beast feet? Yeah. So he calls over the little rat. This is very important. You'll be well fed for it. I need you to go to a boat on the docks. It has many white doves and cloth like the sky. I need you to let the one who speaks with the doves know to let Kara know that we're safe and that I'll see her soon. The rodent skitters off towards the docks. And Tibble goes up to Fishman and he leans a little bit on Fishman as they start walking. And I think you see a moment of everything catching up to him. And you see this man who is still injured, who is still not okay, just have a quiet moment of that sink in actively around you and he just gives you a small sad smile and well off we go so just immediately to set the scene as well the second janice is strode in he will call up like barkeep around for finest cheapest ale for everyone in the tavern you have a room we can confer in a private one uh, Rosie, could you please lead these uh, five folks to the conference room? Well, everyone, come for all Rosie. We shall go have a talk, have a drink. Fishman will probably go up to the bar straight after that, almost annoyed 
He'll definitely look at the prices of them, take a couple of bottles off the wall, and just leave the, the somewhat equivalent in gold. Can we just say maybe 200 gold pieces worth? Ooh. Cerise remains behind last and asks the barkeep for some vinegar from the kitchens. It is provided, though there is a strange kind of look you are given. Alton looks at all these people's purchases like they're insane and just gets water. In the midst of that, which I find very funny that Cerise is being very kind right now, Loren goes up to Neris. One eye is still black, you would notice. The one with the scarring. And she just walks up to you. Flask, now. I would very much like to keep it. I'm not saying I'm keeping it, I'm saying I need a drink. Neris will begrudgingly pull out the flask slowly from his jacket. Then he will pass it to Loren. Loren takes a shot and then just slams it back into Neris's chest, probably knocking all the wind out of his skinny little body and wobbling him like a sheet of metal. It's pretty fucked up, isn't it? A lot has happened. There is a lot to process. But yes, you are correct. I know. I'd be pretty pissed if my dad was a murderer too. Can we just have a look at Loren's face mm-hmm. and see if that's a like a smug reveal that she's going for? She's stating it as if it's the obvious fact of the Ooh, situation. Excellent. Wonderful. Unfortunately, it goes deeper than that. How fucked up is your family? Apparently one of the members is pretty up there. We all have one. Surprisingly enough, I'm not the one in mine. Must be nice. (laughs) Probably on that note, once most people are in the room, minus Cerise, Bishman will come through and he'll be slamming bottles on the table in front of every single person there. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about here, but I'll be fucked if I'm drinking some cheap-ass ale. I will be toasting with the best wine on the shelf as he slams more bottles down in front of people to Rue as he hands the last bottle to Cerise, following by taking a huge swig. Tibble raises his bottle and then, like, downs a big swig of it. Like, this is blood alcohol rating of 0.5. This is a blood alcohol rating of 1. In response to Fishman, Janice does raise the glass, but just nods at him. This whole thing has left a bad taste in my mouth, and I hope this helps with it. Oh, fuck how we didn't do well by him in this. Not at all. Artem just, like, yeah, just looked kind of like a rather somber and just like a little cheers gesture. His drink. Rule was a friend. Can't speak for any of you, but... They deserved better. He takes another deep swig. This man will place his thumb in the middle of the table and you'll hear a ting. And as he takes his hand away, you'll see a piece of the armour that he picked up, a shard of rue placed in the middle of the table. This is all we have until tomorrow. This is all that is left of someone who is pure of heart, yet has the shittest luck, it seems. That's coming from me. Now it's all well and good to sit around and talk of what was. And Cerise plops the vinegar down, is still standing and sort of leans fully on the table. But we are currently still missing one who was part of all this. Damien, perhaps mm-hmm. someone should go check. Would Fishman have been able to see the port? Not close enough to see whether or not ships were absent. 
I was headed to port to see my wife after I was locked up, but this is more important. Damien's probably run off anyway. He never wanted to be with us. We were a vehicle. For all we know, he rode ham into the sunset. Or I don't know, he's singing jazz tunes in the tavern next door. (laughs) What did happen? We were taken away. Grace slams her dagger into the table. Schmidt slams the table at the exact same time. Now is not the time. Janice stands up from the table, pretty much spills his chair over. Lightning cracks across the path of the room. We can blame each other all we wish. We can discuss all we wish. We are all feeling upset. We have lost a crewmate, a companion to summer friend. We have been arrested. We have been fooled. This is not the time. And then he turns, Neris, interim captain Tololante. Who was that man? It was me. So is that like a metaphor or something? I'm not that great at those. This is a bad time to be making a joke, Neris. What are you talking about? I don't make jokes. I believe the individual that stood before you all was in fact a vision of me. I don't know how to explain it. These visions that I've seen, these looks into the future, they have become convoluted as though the visions are looking back at me. And I've realized now they're not visions, it is me. There is no way to accurately explain what is happening, but this is the only explanation. Tibble been sitting. He still visibly looks upset, I guess is a word for it, but he doesn't seem surprised by any of this information. And he looks to Neris. I know you, Neris. At least I hope I do. Whatever part of you that is, it's not the you I see in front of me. I don't care who says otherwise. And he casts a warning look around the table. And then he locks eyes with Neris again and just gives him a nod before taking another sweep. And momentarily Janice does finally sit down and has sort of like sat back a bit to, to watch all of this happen. So they are like my visions. True, in a way. However, mine have happened. Mine have already occurred, usually. But sometimes they have a future events as well. You speak often of fates and paths and choices. You use the same magics. Will you choose to become this future Neris? Or has that already been decided? That is the pressing question. I hope that there is hope. Seeing everything that happened once we entered that chamber. That is not what I wish to be. That is all I need to hear. Right, so if I'm getting this, the future literally came back to the now? Is that a thing that can happen? I don't believe it happens normally, but I believe in the future I figured it out. Or someone did. Right. Well, trust your magical insight, I guess. There's something that needed to change now. Otherwise, I would not have come back. Perhaps I failed in the future. So we have hopes that I will fail again. Lad, if there's anyone who knows 
It may be scary right now that your future knows you and knows what you've done and knows who you are. But if there's anyone who knows you, if there's anyone who knows what you're capable of, what you may want, what, how far you're willing to go, it's yourself. This isn't just one-sided. You may not be able to see the future, but you can still see yourself. I, um, a brief sort of head tilt uh, and rapid blinking kind of almost sucks back in a single tear as Neris looks down at the table and still without looking at anyone I I guess I'm just worried for everybody's safety so future me knows everything that I am about to do before I know what I am about to do I can't speak for anyone else but um I'm worried all the time for everyone's safety, and I also don't know what my future self knows. And regardless of some whether someone can go back in time or not, future them is going to know a hell of a lot more than the youngin' of the past. I live every day worried for every member of the crew, be them mine or yours. Worry is good, lad. Worry shows you care. Then where do we go from here? The Hydra are finished. We have no more funding. <clears throat> we still have the Polaris and its crew. We don't know where I am going. We know that I that's going to get very confusing. The future me, we know he wants to stop a great collision between this plane and the plane of the gods. I don't know what his true intentions are. And Rue was important somehow. You came back for the Doctor at this point. And mentioned that they were trying to achieve something, and that he was sad that they would not see it come true. Would you consider yourself friends with Rue? Or close at all? I think we all were. (laughs) Alton makes a face like, "Mm, I'm comfy. That seemed more and if this truly is a future vision of yourself, and I'm not one familiar with this concept at all, but have they not then severed some kind of connection there? Does it not all lead into each other? You're the expert on fates, I'm not. I don't know fully how that works. I understand fate, but not, not the past. My studies are all involved in the future. I believed the past to be the past and unchangeable. Very clearly, something happens that changes my mind about that. Perhaps it is this. I considered Ru to be a dear friend, and I know they were looking for someone. Perhaps the answer to why Ru is truly important lies with finding him. We can but hope, I suppose. He did monologue a bit about animatic energy as well. It does again question why someone who currently believes he has no place or interest in the past. It does not make sense. Neres, you know this cannot come to pass. If this is truly you, this cannot become you. I do not wish for it to. Then it will not happen. 
And Janice kind of leans forward a little bit. He's been very like unreadable muscles, so just, just twitching a little bit. Because that man right now is the Sin Seeker's leader. What's left of them, he was their commander. That man, who you say could be you, is the person who commanded I be thrown into cell, whose lackeys desired I give in to the beast that changed me. Who told me that if I returned to my family and rebelled against them, against the Sin Seekers, against their leader, they would have me tear my family apart, and I would not know until I had done that deed. That cannot be. That must not be. Time is running out, right? Like you said, the ancient sands, your dreams. There is some sort of peace here that we're missing. I hate to speak of myself in this instance, but I knew when I remained, while the rest of the Sin Seekers left, that if I was recaptured, I would die. I thought this with the, an intensity. Shognesh knows I always have faith that there is a way beyond any finality, but I still believed this. When we left that ship earlier today, I knew they would either die or I would die. But Silenon... This was clearly a trap because this is clearly fucking useless. And he throws off the necklace, the talisman that Neris had given to him, onto the table in front of him. Because you've seen this, if this is you. So what was the point of all of it? What was this a trap for? To capture us? It hasn't worked, we're here. And beyond all of this, Silenon himself did not wish to attack me. When we arrived there, his only interest was to impress that I don't know what's going on. But they were perfectly willing to kill everyone else. Their need of me, of some of us, still outweighs all reason, outweighs the safety of my family. There was a reason to keep me alive. There is a reason right now to have kept all of us alive, except for the doctor. We need to find out what that reason is. We need to stop that future from happening. But if this is to be believed, then he's already seen this. He wants us to do something. And Janice has come to the conclusion of something a little quicker than Neris wanted him to. So I would very much like to insight check Janice's actions. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That is a natural 20. What truth is Neris trying to look for? In this instance, in the first few sentences that were uttered by Janice. Neris's first thought was if this future comes to pass or if it looks like this future is coming to pass and we don't get the answers that we're looking for, is Neris in danger from Janice? Because I believe Neris has looked to Janice a couple of times before all of this between the fight and getting to here. Janice did keep looking back at Neris as he finally gave in. Since we've been here, he has been a presence guiding everyone into this room. He's been the one directing the attention back onto Neris. And in this moment now, while Janice is speaking, there is sort of like this tension. As you would notice, his hands are tremoring very badly. So there is an anger there but it is not an anger directed at you. There is no immediate threat now. 
There is a credible unwavering strength of conviction. It's sort of like flashing gleam to him. And you, you notice quite often he has the white irises. The gold around them are just like blaring with his sort of light. Neris will continue to sit there unmoving with his fingers interlaced but inside a bald fist. So like for video watchers kind of just like this. So the ends of his fingers aren't seen and they're just down on the table. He is twiddling his thumbs a little bit, like he's getting a little bit more anxious or twitchy in a way, but he's not moving. So he wants to show us something. He wants us to change our path. What do you think he wants? I believe he wants us to play our part in whatever plan he has. Not a great deal can be done now we don't have employers. I assume we get to keep the ship. Is that your goal, Tibble? I think he's probably a little bit unreadable, but he looks up at you and he breathes out a sigh. I, um, she's a beautiful ship. I think my part in this has been played. Neris, I think I care too much. I think I can't separate myself here. You will all always have my support, but I think you'll have to do the next part without me. I would fight for every single one of you, always. And he kind of gestures down to himself. But I can't. I can't be the fighter you need. And I'm not the impartial captain that you need if I ever was. And I'm sorry, but I'll do anything in my power to protect this lad across from me. And that is a dangerous thing you all deserve to be on equal footing. Everything I've done has been because of how much I care. The Polaris, she's been home for a long time, but I think it's time Kara and I think we should rest. Alton is kind of listening to this with and um, also some level of comprehension for the first time and just kind of like nods slowly. It'll be a shame to have you go. I'd always be happy to provide any ongoing medical care, and I guess this also raises the issue of what we're going to be all doing, whether this crew's sticking together. This is a fair point. I will never begrudge anyone wanting to spend more time with their family, especially since this has now raised the level of danger that we may all be in if we are potentially entertaining someone who has already seen this happen. It has been a good five years under your command, Captain Tibble Clover. If that is the decision you chose, it would be good to be friends after that, then. And his mouth kind of quirks up into another sharp tooth grin. There's a lot more genuine than it has seemed since he returned from the Sin Seekers. You see him start to well up a little bit at that. And there's almost a uh, tenseness that drops a little bit at... What almost to him sounds like permission. And you see him exhale. Neris will, um, will talk, but the Polaris is yours for as long as you need her, for as long as you want her, for as long as she serves you. She's been your home too, and I hope she serves to continue to be a good one. Neris is hands twitch and Tibble you hear Nerys' voice in your head Captain the Polaris will always be home should you wish it 
Tibble doesn't respond, but you would just feel a familiar warmth. And it's maybe one you haven't felt for a while, but it's a fondness. One of the hardest decisions for any leader is knowing when to stop. And you don't need to say anything, Tibble, but I believe that you, in your own way, have given us signs that this moment was coming. And as someone who brings out the best in people, who inspires and raises morale with but a chant of their voice, it's always been a thought of mine to see how much you could do that for yourself. I think it's a very good decision. You've been sailing on these seas for a very, very long time, and I think this is a very safe and justified place to go on another journey, but one with you and Kara. Tibble partway through that has begun to have tears run down his face. And this bottle that he's been clinging to like a lifeline since they entered, he puts down across the table and he puts the heels of both of his paws at his eyes. You know what, Fishman? Get absolutely fucked. He'll raise his (laughs) bottle and say cheers to that. Thank you, dear friend. Always. My only wish is that somewhere on your journey, it intersects with ours yet again. If only once. Unless it be a good one. He kind of looks over them. At any time, any locks eyes with Loren. I am here. If you ever need it. I just... I just can't be captain. And I can't... I can't be guidance here. But I trust you all so much. I may not have future vision. But I know you all. I know that when the time comes, you look out for each other. And I know when the time comes, you will make the right choices. And if you don't, you'll all still be loved. Anyway, there are better things to be sad about right now than me going into retirement. So and he grabs the bottle and, and he lifts it up to friends not so far away. And he lifts it and takes a sweep. To friends. 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 To friends. Emily wasn't able to make it tonight, but I imagine Cerise would uh, reluctantly go, friends, I guess. Except a lot more sly. Looking Fishman up and down the whole time, (laughs) she says it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we're going to leave it for this week, folks. Very See you next week, everyone. See you next week. (gasps) However, just like last week, please stick around after the, uh, the closing for another plot relevant stinger so what you're must thinking? you goodbye <laughs> also we love you rue you are shapeless a formless burst of energy spread across the sky like particles of magic infused space dust You feel your essence being pressed against some form of barrier, though whatever it is, it holds you at bay. You want so much to go past this barrier, but you are held, and you feel behind you the weight of entities of fathomless power, trapped just like you, though they are not. 
themselves like you. They are far beyond what you are. And yet, in this state, in this place, in this moment, you know that you are of them. You are not them, but you are of them in some way that is beyond your comprehension. 